tonight. And that's what I want him to do here tonight. How about you? Amen. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome. Just pull pit again tonight. God bless you, Brother Ralph. Appreciate you. Hallelujah. Come on, won't you exalt him with all your heart right now? Come on, won't you love him with all your heart right now? God, I thank you, Jesus. Come on, anybody thankful for the God that you serve tonight? I said, come on, anybody thankful for the God that you serve tonight? Oh, yes, he gave me a reason to dance. He gave me a reason to worship. He gave me a reason to clap my hands. Amen. His faithfulness, his goodness, his kindness, his mercy is everlasting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of those we serve a great and mighty God tonight? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I've said it I, probably every time I've been behind this pulpit, but there's no place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Nothing I'd rather be doing than to be worshiping and magnifying the Lord with all my heart. Amen. With all my soul. Amen. Can I tell you that there is nothing, not one single thing too hard for the Lord, and there is enough power, enough anointing in the house of the Lord tonight to destroy any yoke of bondage, to break any chain, to touch somebody's mind, no matter uh, the confusion or the chaos that you might be dealing with tonight, but you can leave here tonight with a sound mind, knowing that God is in control, that God still sits on the one and only throne, amen, and he desires to feel you, amen, and to fulfill you, amen. There's a lot of things that we can look to to try to fulfill us, amen, but only God can fulfill us. Only God can bring us that true hope and that true happiness that we desire and that we crave. Amen. How many wants to see the Lord have his way in this house tonight? Amen. If you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 37, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 7 rather, verse 36. Luke chapter 7, verse number 36. Amen. I do want to take a moment and give honor to Pastor Moore. Amen. And Sister Moore, so thankful uh, for them and our lives. And we've just been enjoying uh, being in Bendale, amen, excited about what God is doing. How many feels like God is on the move, amen? Hallelujah. He's working, he's moving, and his will will be done. Amen. I give honor to my pastor, Brother Spears, for teaching and preaching the word of truth to me and my family. Amen. And I've uh, been feeling this message on my heart. Amen. The Lord began dealing with me on this uh, uh, sometime uh, Thursday, I believe it was. Amen, and just just dwelt on it and been thinking about it. Amen, and so I'm just praying that the Lord would anoint us and use us for his glory. Amen, and what we're going to talk about tonight goes right along uh, with the way the Lord's already been moving in this house. So I just know that he's going to have his way in the remainder of this service. Amen, how many knows we could carry somebody out of here drunk tonight in the Holy Ghost? So how many believes we could carry somebody out of here drunk in the Holy Ghost tonight? Hallelujah. Luke chapter 7 verse 36 says, And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would come, that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him. And began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known what manner, and would have known what manner of woman this is that toucheth him. For she is a sinner. And Jesus answering and said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. Now, what Jesus begins to say here uh, gives me confidence that this lady had already had an encounter with Jesus. And now she has come to wash his feet with her tears, drive him with her hair. And here, Jesus lays out a parable to Simon and says, There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. 
And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with, with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, this, but this woman since the time I came in hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same little loveth little. And he said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. And they that said it meet with him begin to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. Amen. What Jesus had done in her life, he reassured her in the presence of those that looked on with condemnation and with judgment. And he let her know and everybody know, I've forgiven her and I have touched her and she is not the same as she used to be. Amen. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together all across the house of the Lord right now. Lord Jesus, uh, God, I come before you right now. God, I pray that you'd empty me of myself, my own ideas, my own opinions. Uh, God, and I pray that you would anoint me with your anointing. God, I pray, God, that you would use me as an instrument, uh, as a tool in the palm of your hand. Empty me of myself uh, and fill me with your holy anointing. God, I admit my dependence upon you. God, use me uh, as a tool in the palm of your hand. God, uh, Lord, that you would receive all the glory and all the honor for you alone deserve it. God, I pray that your anointing would destroy every yoke of bondage, that it would break every chain and loose every shackle and every fetter that would try to bind here in the house of the Lord tonight, God. Bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive soul free, God. Move by your mighty power, God. And if any good thing would happen in this house tonight, Jesus, let it be said that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands together one more time. I wonder if somebody begin to lift up the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, come on, there's salvation in the name of Jesus. There's redemption and deliverance in the name of Jesus. Come on, what a good God we serve in this house tonight. He deserves my praise. Thank you, Jesus. You are awesome and mighty in this house, God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, you may be seated. Amen, I want to talk to you about what God has laid on my heart for this service tonight. Amen, what some neglect. The grateful respect. Amen. What some neglect, the grateful respect. Here we find the story. If you'll bear with me just for a few moments, I, I feel like God's going to do some great things in this house. But if you'll bear, for, bear with me for a few moments, I want to lay a foundation. How many, how many wants the Lord to have his way in this house tonight? Amen. Jesus is invited into Simon's home. Simon was a Pharisee. He was a religious, righteous man. Uh, no doubt he lived a life that was superb, a life that was clean as far as cleanliness goes. Uh, uh, but the problem with his righteousness uh, was that it was self-righteous. The problem uh, with Simon was the fact that uh, he depended upon himself and then what he could do uh, to help make himself righteous. Uh, he was faithful according to the law. He was a man that kept himself unspotted, as it were. He was a man that tried his best to dress right and to look right and to have the appearance of a man that was clean and to have the appearance of a man that was unspotted from the world. And here, Simon invites Jesus into his home as a guest. And during these times, it was customary for them to provide water for their guests to wash their feet uh, uh, for when they sat down they sat uh, kind of on their on their knees and, and their legs or their feet would be behind them uh, close to them as they sat to eat and so uh, it was proper to wash their feet to keep their uh, to keep there from being such a smell and a stench uh, and so it was customary for water to be provided to wash the feet uh, and often the uh, one that invited the guest would wash their feet themselves or either they would have a servant to do it. And upon the guest arrival, they would be greeted with a kiss.
Cornelius. That was their way of greeting one another. And a lot of times they would take a sweet-smelling oil and they would give it to the guests to place upon their head to cover the sweat and the odor that they had acquired throughout the day's events. And here Jesus sits down at Simon's table in Simon's house as Simon's guest. And here comes a woman with a bad reputation. A woman that is known for being unrighteous. A woman that is known for being a sinner. And here she comes in and stands behind Jesus. And there she kneels down and she begins to wash his feet with her tears as she weeps and as she cries at the feet of Jesus. Her tears are so great that it's enough to wash the dust and the dirt and the grime off of Jesus' feet. And there she takes her hair and she begins to dry his feet with the very hairs of her head. Can I tell you there was something special. There was something powerful happening in Simon's house. And all Simon could do was sit there and look at the woman and look at Jesus and say if Jesus were truly a prophet he would know who this woman was. He would know all about her reputation. He would know the sins that she committed. He would know that she's unclean. He would know that he cannot allow her to touch him like she's touching him. If Jesus was truly a prophet he would stop this woman from doing what she's doing as she kisses his feet and as she takes out the alabaster box and she begins to anoint his feet. Jesus looks at Simon and says I got something I want to say to you. I got something I want to tell you. There was a creditor that had two people that owed him money. Oh, one owed 500 pence and one only owed 50 pence. Neither could repay. Oh, but the creditor took it upon himself to forgive them of the debt that they had. Now tell me, Simon, which one is going to love the creditor more? The one with the most forgiven or the one where little was forgiven? And Simon said, Lord, Master, I guess the one that was forgiven the most is going to love the creditor the most. And Jesus said, you have rightly judged. Can I tell you something, Simon? I came into your house and you didn't even give me water to wash my own feet. I came into your house and you didn't give me all to put upon my head. I came into your house as your guest and you didn't even greet me with a kiss. You neglected me. You invited me into your home but you didn't take the time to show me the respect that I deserved. You didn't take the time to let me know that you really cared about what I was doing. You didn't take the time to anoint me with oil. You didn't take the time to do what was required. But this woman, since the moment she came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. She has not ceased to wash my feet with her hair, with her tears rather, and to dry them with her hair. And now she's putting the anointing upon my feet. Everything that you neglected to do for me, this woman has took it upon herself out of the gratefulness of her heart because I have moved in her life. This woman has took it upon herself oh, to do all the things that you should have done, to do all the things that you should have felt like you, did, that, like you owed me and that you wanted to give to me out of the goodness of your heart. Can I tell you here in the house of the Lord tonight that there are some people oh, that just look at the goodness and the glory and the power of God and they just take it for granted and they just say, hey, he's just a good God. That's just who he is. That's what he does for people. Oh, but then there are some that have been touched by the power and by the glory of Jesus and say, you know what? He brought me a mighty long way 
way and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about me I'm going to give him praise for what he's done in my life others might neglect him but I'm going to show him the respect that he deserves if I got to get on my knees and weep bitter tears then that's what I'm going to do but he deserves all my love he deserves all of my devotion he deserves all my praise for he is a good God oh she was doing what others had neglected to do she was doing what Simon maybe no doubt felt like he was too good to do because he hadn't been touched by Jesus like this little woman had been touched by Jesus and that's why Jesus said Simon I want to let you know I've done a lot for her I've touched her in a mighty way I've touched her in a special way and her life will never be the same again but you are looking on her as what she used to be but that was yesterday and today is a new day and I tell you in the house of the Lord tonight that God is looking for people that will not be ashamed to get down and to praise him with all of their heart God is looking for men and women that make up their mind you should have been there when Jesus walked by where I was and called me out of my grave and gave me a new name you should have been there you don't know my testimony like I know my testimony I was lost and he called me out he deserves my alabaster box. He deserves my respect and my devotion. Can I tell you that sadly there are some that neglect to praise Jesus. But Psalms 117 verses 1 and 2 says, oh praise the Lord. All ye nations, praise him, all ye people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us. And the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Can I tell you, Jesus deserves all the praise that we can give him. Why? Because of his merciful kindness, it is great toward us. Can I tell you, he has been good to me. If he never does another thing for me, I'm still going to crawl upon my knees and weep like a little baby and say, God, I still remember where you brought me from. Here's my sweet praise. Here's my sweet. I'm going to pour it out upon you. Why? Because you deserve it. This is what you deserve. I welcome you into my home. I welcome you into my life. I will not neglect you, but I'm going to respect the price that you paid for my salvation. I'm going to be grateful for the goodness of the Lord. Can I tell you tonight, he deserves my gratitude. He deserves your gratitude. He deserves you to have a thankful heart. He deserves you to have a heart overflowing with praise and adoration. Psalms 107 verses 1 and 2 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why? For he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Is there anybody that's ever been in the enemy's hand? And you know what it feels like for Jesus to reach in and pull you out of the clutches of sin and give you a reason to worship him oh he said oh give thanks for the Lord is good hey I was in a bad place but God delivered me I was in bad shape but God reached down to where I was and he redeemed me he bought me out of the hand of my adversary Satan thought he had me but Jesus stepped in and said this was mine come on some might refuse to praise him but I'm not going to neglect to give him glory for he is good and he is my salvation and I tell you he is a good God 
And a good God deserves good praise. He's a great God. And a great God deserves great praise. Come on, He's an almighty God. And He deserves us to praise Him with all of our might. Oh, He is the God that reaches into impossibility and says, hey, oh, with men it might be impossible, but with me I can pull you out. Oh, I don't want to just invite Jesus to be in this church service, but then for me to just neglect him over in some corner somewhere and say it's alright if you come Lord but I'm not going to really put my all into it it's alright if you show up oh but don't expect me to do too much oh I wonder what would happen if somebody made up their mind and said God it doesn't matter what Simon says about me it doesn't matter what others think about me you deserve my praise you deserve my love you deserve my affection you deserve my all you deserve my everything I once was dirty but you have cleansed me I once was lost but you have found me some they neglect to really dig down deep and praise him oh but those that are grateful for his touch they say, God, whatever you require of me, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, God. I know you might be in Simon's house, but I see, I see he didn't wash your feet. And I, and I see he didn't, he didn't put the oil on your head. And I, and I see that Simon failed uh, to greet you with a kiss as you came in. So, God, I want to let you know that uh, no matter what other people think, you're welcome in my life. You're welcome in my spirit. And whatever you want me to do, God, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, many believe that this was the one that had seven demons cast out of her. I'm not sure if that's who she was or not. But all I know is that she had been forgiven given for a whole lot all I know is that she sat down and counted up the cost and said my deliverance is worth all my praise the fact that he brought me out is worth all the tears that I can cry the fact that he called my name is worth all the alabaster boxes that I can pour out upon his feet and let that sweet smelling ointment be a praise and be a sweet savor in the nostrils of God. Hallelujah. Jesus. He's looking for people to praise him. Furthermore, we don't get just get excited just to exercise a little bit. It's sitting our this sitting our, our exercise routine or exercise program. Oh, but when we feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost, something on the inside of us begins to bubble up because we remember, hey, I'm not who I used to be. I used to be unworthy. I used to be filthy. I used to be what they're saying about me, Jesus. But you and I know that you've done something spectacular in my life and I'll never be the same. So I don't really care what the spectator says about me because this isn't a spectator sport. But you gotta get all in and you gotta get the glory from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. And when you get that, you won't mind pouring a little bit back on the one that brought you out. When you get the Holy Ghost, you won't mind pouring a little bit back out on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Oh, somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph. John 4 and 23 and 24 says, but the hour coming, and now is. Somebody say, it's time. Somebody else say, it's time. Hallelujah. When the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Why does that matter to you, Jesus? For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Jesus is looking for somebody that's not afraid to worship him. 
Why? Because God is a spirit and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Come on, you know, if you're looking for a reason to be thankful, maybe it's been a long time since God brought you out of darkness into His marvelous light and maybe maybe your mind's a little dim on, on some of His greatness and goodness. But if you're just looking for an excuse to praise Him, why don't you praise Him because you have truth? Why don't you praise Him because He allowed you to get a hold of the revelation? Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord. Why don't you praise Him because He allowed you to get a hold of the revelation that you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Some might neglect it, but not me, baby. He brought me out and He gave me a reason to be grateful and to be thankful and to bless His holy name. Simon had Jesus in his house. But he was just there. He wasn't really given a position of respect and honor. He was just there for the four. But that little woman, she said, I don't know what God's done in your life. Maybe he just done something little for you. But my big God done something big for me. My big God delivered me in a big way. My big God delivered me in a mighty way. I was in a mess. I was in a bad situation. Oh, others looked on me and judged me. But when Jesus walked by, he said, I see something in you that I can use for my glory. And can I tell you tonight, honey, God's looking for men and women that he can pull out of the muck and the mire of sin. Not just to set you on a chair, but to put a fire on the inside of you that'll consume anything that's not like him. Hey. Hallelujah. I'm starting to feel like Brother Moore up here. Praise God. Hallelujah. (laughs) He was in the house. Sister Moore, you feel that back there? Feels good on it. Push some of it this way. Praise God. He said, hey, Jesus was in the house. God help me, Jesus. Jesus was in the house. But can I tell you, just having him in the house isn't good enough. You need to put him on the throne. You need to say, hey, all my filth, it has to lay aside. Jesus is in this place. I don't have room for anything else. But I got room for the King of Kings and the God of all glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to tell somebody, you've just had him in your house long enough. It's time to break out some praise and pour it on him. It's time to break out some glory and pour it back on him. And let him know you're thankful. Simon, what's your problem? You didn't waste your water. Matter of fact, this woman didn't waste any water. She brought something from the inside. But it got broken up. And it flowed with raw emotion. God help me, Jesus. Woo! You know, one thing I told the Lord a long time ago. I told him, and I pray this often. I started praying this a long time ago, Brother Bradford. I said, God, I don't have to be known as a good preacher. I don't have to be known as anything. But Lord, if I'm known as anything, let me be known as a worshiper. Let me be known as somebody that God can use. And I haven't had very many people walk up to me and tell me I was a good preacher. But can I tell you what I've had? I had somebody come up to me and say, hey, I appreciate your worship. I haven't seen anybody worship quite like you do. Can I let you know tonight? 
tonight. That's all that matters to me. Let me get the spirit of David and say, Michael, if you think that was something, you want to wait till next time. Hey, God chose me over your father. God looked on me when I was in the sheepfold and he brought me out and he put his anointing upon my life. He still got his hand on me. God chose me. God help me, Jesus. You know, God, God said, I'm, he's glad to be in the house. He accepted the invitation to come in. But he was looking for somebody that was going to go the extra mile, Pastor. He was looking for somebody that would say, you know what, there's enough Simons in the world. There's enough people that are clothed with self-righteousness. But there's got to be somebody clothed with humility that says, God... You've been way better to me than I even deserve. Let them look at me and think whatever they want to think about me. Others might neglect your glory. They might neglect who you really are. But as for me, I will praise you. As for me, I will give you glory and I will give you honor. Because to me, it's not just good enough to have Jesus in the house. But I want him to know that I respect him. I want him to know that I honor him for the salvation that he's given to me. I want him to know that I appreciate the crown of thorns that he wore on his head and the stripes that he took up across his back. I want to let him know Sister Barry that I'm thankful for when I was in darkness he called me out. When I was messed up in my sin he had enough mercy and enough love for me that he brought me out. God help me, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, there were ten lepers that Jesus cleansed. Boy, and, and they were so excited to go show themselves to the priest that they forgot to be thankful for what Jesus had done for them. But there was one that somewhere on the journey, something got a hold of his spirit. And he he was overcome with gratitude. He was overcome with thanksgiving for Jesus. And, and something within him said, I can't keep going the way I'm going. But i got to turn back and let him know that I'm thankful that he cleansed me. That I'm thankful that he's going to allow me to be able to go back to my family. And to go back to those I love. I'm thankful that he took the shame and the reproach off my life. I don't have to holler unclean. Unclean anymore. I don't have to cover my lip and duck off into the shadows every time somebody coming by me anymore but Jesus done spoke a word of cleansing over my life and no matter what the other nine do this one's coming back this one's going to fall at the feet of Jesus and say Lord I was one that you cleansed I was one that you brought out I was one of those lepers but look at what you've done in me look at how you brought me out There's a little something extra that God's not afraid to give those that are thankful, those that are grateful, and those that appreciate what he's done. He said, you know what, I want you, I want you to know that your faith has made thee whole. You're no longer just cleansed. But I'm restoring some things in you. I'm restoring some things on your body. I'm restoring some things on your mind. I want to tell you tonight, you can be satisfied with just having Jesus in the house if you want to. Or you can let a praise rise up in you. It'll start rumbling something like a volcano. And before you know it, there's an eruption that happens in your life. And you're not really worried about what your sister thinks or about what your brother thinks. But all you know is, hey, Jesus is in the house house and I want to let him know he still sits on the throne of my heart he still is my king he still is my redeemer and I want you to know I've got more all where that came from I got more praise where that came from I got more gratefulness where that came from God, help me, Jesus. 
You know, y'all can, you can be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. I feel good. He said, he said you know, Brother Ford, they some, all of a sudden, they decided maybe we'll neglect holiness, you know. Maybe, maybe it doesn't really take all that. God help me, Jesus. You know, there's some that say, you know, maybe all that's just, maybe that's just a good suggestion, you know. Maybe, maybe we don't really have to live like that and do all that. But First Peter 1 and 15 says, but as, but as he which called you, hath called you as holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy. For I am holy. Can I tell you that the God we serve is holy. And he asks us to be like him. Why? Because he says, I am holy. That word holy, one of the definitions means to be morally blameless. And God said, hey, I want you to walk before me in an upright manner. I want you to be like me. I want you to act like me. I want you to look like me. For Because in the beginning, I created you in my image. And sin has tried to destroy that. But can I tell you when Jesus... Jesus steps into your life. He does everything within his power to reconcile us to him and to make us yet again in his image. Can I tell you it's God's will for us to lay aside the filthiness of the world and say, God, some people might not want to respect it anymore, but God, I'm thankful enough that you called me out of darkness. If you want me to be holy, I'll be holy. If you want me to walk right, I'll walk right. If you want me to talk right if you want me to have a holy conversation then that's what I'll do God if you want me to be moral then that's what I'll do because you've been good to me oh it doesn't matter if they say it doesn't matter because it's still in the book because it's still in the Bible that's why Paul told the Romans in 12 and 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, but that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Can I tell you, it matters how we present ourselves to God. It matters how we approach God and God said Paul said hey by the mercies of God that he has shown to you I pray and I beg you that you would present your body a living sacrifice I come to tell somebody tonight that you can give yourself to God tonight you can give yourself to the one that created you you can present yourself and say God I'm tired of doing it my way I'm tired of living my own way but I want to be holy I want to be set apart. I want to be acceptable unto you. Paul said, I want you to understand. Be not conformed to this world. Don't try to fit into the mold that the world tries to fit you in. But be transformed. Be changed by the power of God. How? Oh, by the renewing of your mind. Can I tell you, it's God's will to renew somebody's mind in the house of the Lord tonight. It's God's will to let somebody know, I want you to be sold out. I want you to be 100% all in. I don't want you to be like Brother Simon that says, oh, I'm good enough with my own righteousness. I'm good enough with what I can do by myself. Oh, but there's got to be somebody that says, I'm not afraid get on my knees and say God if you want me to be acceptable unto you then that's what I'm willing to do if you want me to present myself as a living sacrifice then that's what I'm going to do whatever I got to lay down God I'll lay it down whatever sin I have to forfeit God I'm willing to forfeit it whatever idols I got to cast down then that's what I'll do whatever relationships I've got to break then that's that's what I'll do. I want to be pleasing. I want to be acceptable. Others might neglect holiness, but I'm going to hold on to it and say, God, you've been too good to me. Hebrews 12 and 14 says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man 
shall see the Lord. Without holiness, it's impossible to be saved. It's impossible to see the Lord. Oh, you don't understand. That's, there's some stuff in my life that's a little hard to lay down. There's some pleasurable sins that are hard to let go of. It's nothing real big. It's nothing real fancy. Oh, but if it's causing you to be immoral, and if it's causing you to go against the Word of God, then God said you got to lay it down. you got to give it up. you got to be holy because I'm holy. I want you to be like me. I want you to be my representation. I want you to be an ambassador to let others know that, hey, I washed you and I cleansed you and I can wash them and I can cleanse them. I want to use you for my glory. And there's some... And say, you know, that separation, that doesn't really matter anymore. My wife would make her way to the music. That doesn't really matter. But 2 Corinthians 6 and 16 says, In one agreement hath the temple of God with idols. For ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Can I tell you, there's some things in there that we might can view as negative, saying, well, I've got to lay this down, and I've got to come out from among the world, and I've got to separate this. But Jesus said a lot of things, like, hey, if you'll do these things, and I'm going to dwell in you, and I'm going to walk in your temple, and you're going to be my people, and I'm going to be your God. I wonder, is there anybody in the house of the Lord tonight it says God you've been so good to me if you want me to lay down my own ideas and my own opinions then God that's what I'm willing to do hey God if you want me to be a worshiper then that's what I'm going to be if you want me to be set apart then that's what I'll do hey God here I am I'm coming out from among the world I'm coming out from among the idols I'm coming out from among the things that are unclean and I will I will praise you and I will glorify you and God said then I will receive you God said I have chosen you you don't belong to the world anymore but you belong to me 1 Peter 2 and 9 says but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood and holy nation a peculiar people she should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Which in times past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Is it asking too much to lay down the world? walk out from among the things of the world when God said you didn't have mercy you weren't even a people but I reached for you and I pulled for you and now you're a people and now you were once merciless but now you have obtained mercy you were once lost but now you're God said, I have chosen you to show forth my praises. I have chosen you to be a peculiar people. I've chosen you to stand out from the crowd. I've chosen you to have power and dominion and authority. I have chosen you all oh, to let other people know, hey, my God's been good to me. Let me tell you where he brought me from. Let me tell you the chains that he loosed off my life. Let me tell you about the yokes of bondage that he destroyed off my mind. Let me tell you about the addictions that were crushed under the feet of Jesus. Let me tell you about the power that was unleashed in my life. It said, you don't have to be what you've always been. He showed me mercy. So the least I can do is kneel at his feet. Break out my alabaster vase. Let my tears flow. Let my emotions out. 
let my feelings go. Say, God, I'm not holding them back anymore. Today's the first day of the rest of my life. to me. Anybody feel that deep, deep, deep touch of the Holy Ghost in this house right now? <laughs> it's not just enough to have him in the house, Brother Ford. But what position are you giving him in the house? Is he sitting at the head of the table? He Come on, we don't serve a fast food God. But we serve a God that wants to sit at the table with us and break out the old family meal and talk about problems and talk about our frustrations and talk about what we've been dealing with and talk about what we've been going through and say, Daddy, I need help. Oh, we're just so used to running through the drive-thru and throwing the happy meals in the back and going about our merry way. But Jesus said, I want to sit at the table and I want to sup with you. I want to visit with you. I want to know how your day's been. I want to know how you've been feeling. I want to know about your struggles. I want to know about your ups and your downs, your highs and your lows. Pour out that sweet ointment on me. Wash me with your tears. Oh, God, help us. Hey, Simon, your long robes are nice, but you neglected Jesus. You didn't greet him with a kiss. You didn't really welcome him in your home. You just wanted to look at him and observe him and see what he was doing. Oh, but where would be somebody with the spirit of that little woman that says, I don't care what Simon says. I don't care what Judas says. I don't care what anybody else says. As for me, you'll find me at the feet of Jesus. There's people that's going to sell out in this house tonight. I mean, there's people that's going to go all in tonight. There's people that's going to break that alabaster box tonight and pour it all out and say, Jesus, when I come back next service, I'm going to have another box to pour out on you. When I come back next service, I'm going to have some more praise to give you. And when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to wake up with some thanksgiving because you've been grateful to me. You've been too good to me for me to close my eyes in blindness. But God, open up my eyes. Give me revelation as to who you really are. Come on, God's raising up some men in this house. God's raising up some men in this last hour. God's raising up some godly men in this last hour. God put me in that number. God put me in that number. I'm not afraid to show my wife how to worship. I'm not afraid to show my children how to pray. I'm not afraid to lead and worship. I'm not afraid. Oh man, God called you to be the head of your house. God called you to stand in the door. I'm sorry, I just can't get away from it. God calls you to rise up. And that takes a man that's not afraid to pour their tears out before the Lord. To pour their praise out on Him. I want it like the Bible said. I want it like the Bible said. I want it like the Bible says. You've showed me so much love, God. 
What's it going to hurt me? Pour out a little praise. Take it all, Jesus. Take my own ideas. You know, the religious. You just keep doing what you're doing. You know, the religious. They want to look at you and say, hey, there's no sense in all that. But can I tell you, we serve a God that's not of religion. But we serve a God that said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. You can find it. You can try to fit me in a religious box. You can try to fit me in some type of law or whatever you want to do. But what I'm looking for is a heart that will empty itself out before me. What I'm looking for is a man or a woman that can let their tears flow and wet the altar and wet the floor and say, hey. I'm going to be what God wants me to be. Somebody pour out that box. Somebody pour out before the Lord. God, I'll accept holiness. God, I'll accept separation from the world. Come on, there'll be some young ladies pouring it out tonight. There'll be some young men pouring it out tonight. This is what revival looks like. 